Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Hi, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. You're you're more excited. You got the new season of Manifest coming out. You know, Cal Stone, November fourth. How yep, do you describe? It's all you, happening. All happening, man. I've seen the, I've seen the promos everywhere. I've seen you all over the internet. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's I'm I'm excited to. I, I actually have abstained. I kind of am waiting until the show drops itself to actually check out this whole part. So um, yeah. I, I'm pretty excited to see it myself. I mean, those trailers are looking pretty good. However, they cut those together. I'm digging it. Yeah. So we're going to jump a little bit more into the show in a few minutes, but uh, I want to know yeah. a little bit more about you. I was doing some research on you. Grew up in Houston, Texas, college in Chicago, but now you're all over the place. New York, L.A., What's going yep. on with you, man? You can't you can't pick a spot to stay, huh? I know, I know. Fickle. It's really I just can't make a decision. It's the thing. Uh, I never have. I can't even decide what to eat based meal to meal. That's a real difficult thing for me. Um, but I so I'm in New York right now. We just wrapped a, a couple weeks ago on Manifest. I've just been out here, you know, working on the show. Um, but I'm I'm based out in L.A. Yes, grew up in Houston. L.A. is actually where I was born. We moved when I was really young, like when I was six. We moved out to Houston, um, and that that's where I really grew up. And then I went to school at Northwestern up by Chicago. So it's interesting that you say Chicago. I say Chicago, too. But anyone from Chicago, it would scoff at the fact that I would say I went to school in Chicago since I went to school in Evanston. It's like 45 minutes on the train outside of the city, um, like just like part of the north suburbs, basically. Mm. So what, through all this journey and everything, like what made you get into the acting world now? Was there something you were watching on TV or, you know, like, did you have family that was into it and you're like, kind of wanted to get into it? Yeah. So my dad actually is an actor, um, teacher, director, does, does mostly the latter two these days. Um, but I like, I was in my first play when I was eight, he was directing mm-hmm. a, a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream at the high school of where I was going to like first grade at the time. Um, and, and I just fell in love with it and then started doing play working in the theater all around Houston. It has like an incredible art scene because of all the oil and gas money there and, uh, you know, land so cheap and there's lots of great artists. It's, it's, uh, it's a really excellent place to like work and meet people and, and, and come up and figure out the craft. Um, and then, you know, started doing on-camera stuff when I was like 18, because there was a show that shot out in Austin, a show called American Crime that was on ABC, uh, which was great, which was a blast and like such a wild thing is like my first time to get to work with such amazing people. Um, and then, you know, that it, it all started there. Mm. Now, what do you what do you enjoy more, theater or TV and film? Uh, I mean, I, they they're very different. I think on they obviously have a uh, reputation for being pretty different, but the, the mm. actually working in them requires like a very different thing. If I, if I had my druthers, I'd get to switch back and forth between both yeah. because it, it is, it, 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 um, it tests a different muscle, you know, like you gotta, you gotta get some variety in there in the same way. I can't stay in the same place too long. I can't stay right. in the same job or medium or whatever yeah. for too long. 
That's a, so acting is storytelling. Is there somebody that you look up to that you enjoy like watching his his or hers craft to try to make yourself mm. better? Uh-huh. I, I you know who I love is Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I think he is fantastic in uh, Atlanta and uh, sorry to bother you is like what made me understand what satire was like, cause you know, it's, it's so undefinable. Um, but like you, when you see it, you know it. Um, and uh, I, I just think he has this way of being of, of like just listening and reacting in such a human way. And, and, and uh, he's, he's very honest. I am taken with him every time I watch him and I, and I still haven't pieced together what exactly he's doing or else I would have stolen it by now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, so there's maybe someday I'll figure it out. I can steal his little special spark. What's uh what's Ty bidging these days? What do you enjoy watching? Uh, what have I been watching? Um, I was watching Rick and Morty that was coming out. Um, and that, that's something my roommate and I like to watch together. Um, just silly fun. Um, I, I I love that show Atlanta with Lakeith Stan. I think the new se- the fourth season is coming out soon. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for that. Um, I just I you know I watched BoJack Horseman. It took me a while to uh, to get. It sounds like I just watched animated comedies, but that that's just kind of been the vibe lately. Um, and, and that is that's a show that has been um, but kind of un- unsettling to watch. Mm. Like it is it it. Uh, I've, I, I haven't watched uh, a TV show that affected me in my real life as as personally and as much as that show has. So that's been interesting. That's awesome. Now, what about you? you? Been... What are you watching? What should I be late, watching? Late, well, lately I've been watching Dahmer on Netflix. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, heard I, I didn't good. finish that. We're, we've been, me and my wife have been watching that, but we're watching like, you know, an episode here, an episode there. Yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear you got to be in a specific mood for it or else right. you're like psychotic. Right. You can't you can't watch it at like three p.m. on a Tuesday. No, no, it's got to be a specific. Then you see like the yeah. memes and everything. People are watching this and they're eating and they're like they're just pushing their food on the side because yeah. they don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> of course, yeah, it makes a lot yeah. of sense. I'm now, I, even thinking about it now. The question is, did you binge Manifest before you joined the cast? Yes. Oh my God. I I as soon as that because I had not seen the show uh, until uh, I, I got cast. Um, just for whatever reason, my mom was a huge fan. I just mm-hmm. I hadn't had the time, and I watched all of it because I, I knew I was taking over this role. I had to. I and I can't tell. Every time Jack Messina came on the screen, my eyes were glued. I was taking notes. I was like yeah. uh, paying attention. I'm trying to mimic it, it. It is you know steal as much as I can so we can make that that. Uh, you know, feel like a, a diegetic, like seamless transition. Mm-hmm. Now you play, we mentioned play Cal. Like, like how did you, uh, so you said you wrote, you know, you took notes and everything, but like, how did you, what drew you to the role? Um, it, It's, I, my favorite thing about the character is that um, it is such a, a challenge to play someone who wants to help so badly Mm. but like doesn't quite know how to piece all the pieces together and and accomplish that goal like that has more information and is like in tune in some way that people don't quite understand he himself doesn't understand and can't figure out how to express that and manifest that into action um there's so much obvious inner conflict and and how that comes out in between his like interfam in like 
familial relations is really interesting. I, I, I find him an enigma and I, I love a character that is not like so easily deciphered. You know what I'm saying? It gives me more All to right. do. Plus you're older. Well, body wise, mm -hmm. you're older, but you still have mm -hmm. the, the brain of a 14 year old. Is that what it is? 13? Yeah. Yeah. 14, roughly 13, around there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. So how do you like, how do you like even those emotions? Like, how do you even like try to prepare to play something like that? Like those scenes? It's tricky. I, I mean, I wonder um, what, what we're going for is that sort of like big energy where it, it's a kid in a, an adult's body. Um, and so especially in this first part that's about to come out, there's a lot of like uh, family drama uh, mm. uh between the, the 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 core stone family and how especially between cow and his dad and i think what we were going for or, or a lot of the time was how does like a child react to his father not recognizing him right or recognizing himself in the mirror um it, it is i think we all remember a time when we were like 15 and even now i you know i'm about to turn 25 i, I don't uh, like totally know who i am or always like recognize myself in the mirror. You're like we're all trying to figure it out especially when when you're at that young age and and to be thrust like to have to just piece it all together with like a new body and and, and all these questions I, I can't imagine how overwhelming that would be and so we're really trying to uh, get into like the how, how this this poor kid in his situation he is yeah. he's making the best of of what a rough hand he has um and, and the, i think that's really beautiful you mentioned uh ben stone he's played by josh dallas did he give you any pointers or any any tips to for the character oh my god a ton it, he helped me every step of the way we would run lines and uh, uh talk about the scene and he even directed an episode he directed uh -huh. episode seven of the part that's about to come out um, which is uh, one of my favorites, mostly because, well, because Josh directed it, obviously, mm. for one. And then two, uh, because yeah, Cal gets to go on this whole other adventure, like very different from anything he's ever done before. And it's just like, exciting to get to play something new in the context of the show. Um, but but Josh was absolutely fantastic. Um, always, I mean, he is an actor. He is ready to talk the craft. He, he wants to talk about art. He wants to talk about the scene uh, that... It was super helpful. Yeah. Now, how do you describe the relationship now between this version of Cal and his character? But uh, between Ben and Cal, yeah, the characters, um, yeah. yeah. So it, it it is fraught at the beginning. Um, I, I think there's a lot of like unassignable blame and and guilt associated with everything that happened at the end of season three with Grace dying and and uh him having disappeared and come back in this other body and and not uh not knowing how that happened right when you can't explain it you immediately seem kind of guilty or like you you are hiding something um so that causes like a big uh, you know a rift and he, he's mm -hmm. more concerned with with his missing daughter than than he is in repairing that bridge with his son uh and and all i mean you see you see over the course of the first three seasons how close this this father and son are they have spent especially because of his sickness so much time together um and, and they mean so much to each other and and that 
they're they're in two they're two very different characters than when we leave them in season three and when we find them in season four mm-hmm. um because of that now what about cal with his siblings twin sister it it is also um tense i yeah. I, I mean um that when when the, uh, again with that unassignable blame and, and and just like that you know that emotional hurt and all those all these questions about what's going on and, and who can we trust but I, I think um with olive and, and we see this over the course of season four the twins being the same age again yeah brings them closer but their dynamic does not change mm-hmm. olive is always the big sister she knows what's best and and it, she is someone that cal turns to constantly in in times of need for advice and to be calmed down and uh, for anything really what do you love about cal uh I, his um his tenacity i i, I think um i, I am uh, i don't know if i'd call myself lazy but i, I i'm prone to maybe a a, a a Sunday on a Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, we're just like, maybe don't check that email today. That's a tomorrow <laughs> problem. This kid is on his grind. Let me tell you, he is, he has a mission and he is ready to accomplish it. Um, and, and that level of drive and passion, and it all comes from a place of love for the people that he cares about. Right. And, and these are obviously life and death situations. Um, yeah. And, and he is ready to step up in a way that I, I hope I would be as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, put in that same situation. Mm-hmm. Now the new season and the final season is split up into two parts, correct? Yes. So yeah. uh, it's it's a twenty episode long season, but the first okay. ten are coming out November fourth, second ten sometime next year. Yeah. So now, what are you hoping for when the fans return to watch this? What are you hoping they get out of this last season? Mm, I, I, I hope uh, get out of the last season. I, I, some sense of. Um, Mm, celebration i think Mm. i think this first part is um an ode to like the the fans and the show and and this whole season is like we were so so happy to get to come back and and it is really uh, thanks to all the people who watch and, and support the show um, that that we got to do so and finish this story. And so uh, both uh, of these, you know, like in my mind, little mini seasons, because we, yeah. we had a hiatus between shooting them and everything. Um, they're like a, a, a love letter to the fans and, and to every the story up until this point. Um, this first part, we sort of see we reintroduce these characters as they are post the the epic events of 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 season three and and how they changed um and and get you all caught up and then the second part is when you know things pop off we get into story Mm -hmm. so it it is um i i I hope that people walk away with a sense of like closeness and and celebration of like these characters and the story and and they have learned a little bit more about them and and, as, as people and how they relate to each other and all sorts of stuff like that you mentioned the fans and everything. I love how like some of these shows, like you know, like this show was canceled, and then the fans signed petitions. You, all you saw on Twitter was like "Save Manifest, Save Manifest." Yeah, Netflix. it's like that's kind of make a lot of people feel good about like you know, there's people that are just they brought the show back to to life. I hope they feel good. 
I, yeah. I mean, we we feel good and and express like an immense amount of gratitude and, and love. I mean, I when we got canceled was shortly after I had just done my only scene on the show. I yeah. I, uh, I didn't even really know what I was missing. I, I mean, I came in and it was great. Everybody was lovely, but it was I, my that scene at the end of season three that I'm in. Uh, was the last scene they shot of season three period they mm. wrapped the season after that um and so people are like and it was the last scene of the day people are like popping champagne in the background while i'm like crying over my dead mother it, it was yeah. a, a wild time uh but then i left you know with a, a good taste in my mouth but mm. knew, knowing this the show might get canceled and then it did and i was like okay you know that was another job and then it came back and, and I, I got to spend more time with all these people and, and really get to know them and work on this project. And, and it has been an absolute, like it, it, a year of my life that I will never, ever, ever forget. Uh, mm. And that is all thanks to them. I, I, and I, I don't know how to sort of express that, that gratitude and thanks right. for like changing, like it really had an effect on, on my life in a huge way. Um, mm. I, I, uh, that is the energy I hope people are feeling like they accomplished uh, when when the show comes out. That's uh, so November fourth, the last season. Now, what's next for you, Ty? Any other projects you're allowed to tell us about? I am just getting back into it. I just mm -hmm. I, we, I just did a little uh, audition self tape right behind. If I could turn the computer around, I'd show you the setup. Uh, <laughs> it, it is, but I, I haven't been auditioning basically this whole time That's since awesome. uh, since I've started. So. You know, we'll see. I'll let you know. All right. All right. Perfect. And how can the, the Manifest uh, fans find you on social media to keep up with you? Uh, it is uh, my on Instagram. It's at underscore my name, Ty Doran, another underscore, you know, like it's on a little stage. thought that was mm. kind of clever. It's not. Uh, and uh, on Twitter, it's at Ty Doran 28. Okay, this was great. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Good talking to you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.